0: Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM. Destination unknown. So a study was conducted amongst, you know, advanced cancer patients in Soweto. And it was found that most patients who received palliative care and are at the end of life have spiritual needs beyond regular prayers from spiritual leaders. Furthermore, patients who received religious or spiritual care had less physical pain, um, used less morphin had a higher, they had higher odds of uh, you know, dying where they wish uh, than those who did not and the study uh, involving 233 patients was conducted by a team of local and international experts led by WITS researchers and joining us online I've got Dr. Mpo Ratsikana Moloko lead um, researcher at Center of Palliative Care in the Faculty of Health Sciences at WITS University Good morning and welcome to Jet at breakfast
1: good morning better and good morning to your business
0: this is an interesting this was you know the research is actually quite fascinating what prompted the research what what transpired for it to you know to have been taken seriously where you know uh, terminally ill patients actually need uh, spiritual guidance of sorts um
1: we we had this as a component of the broader research because we wanted to look at the palliative care needs of advanced cancer patients. South Africa um, approved the palliative care policy in 2017, so this was the time for us to say, yes, we know that palliative care patients or cancer patients would have the palliative care needs. So we then uh, got funding to be able to do this research. And palliative care has four components. We have the physical needs, uh, social needs, emotional needs, and spiritual needs. So this, what, this component was the spiritual needs. And because we understand that uh, patients, when they are facing life-threatening illness, especially towards death, they have a lot of spiritual needs. They ask a lot of questions. Why is this happening to me? God is punishing me. Uh, I think in our case, would say pac- patients would say, my ancestors have turned their back uh, on me. So we needed to come up with Something that we'll be able to say to our country, our patients also have spiritual needs that need to be attended to. So that's how this, this came about.
0: Mm. And you you highlighted, you know, as individuals, as human beings, we always want everything to be somehow scientifically proven for it to make a lot of sense. Now you've conducted the research. Is it going to be included in some of the modules maybe going forward? What we,
1: because we train undergraduate students, we train both undergraduate and postgraduate students. This is part, when we do palliative care, this is part of what we are showing our students to say, this is important. The other part I think that we also do, we also have a short course because we provide sensitive training to health professionals for them to be able to have uh, palliative care information and also improve their skills. So this is part of the component in their training. Um, UCT also trains, so they um, are also one of the facilitators there. So I give the same information. So for South Africans to be able to be aware that within our setting, our patients also have needs and we really need to change the mindset because we know that um, in hospitals, pastors will go and pray for patients. But this is saying they also need training for them to be able to identify what the issues are that our patients are facing so that they can intervene or support them appropriately Mm.
0: so can you i don't know whether you'll be able to break it down for me so i'm trying to, to to understand when we talk about spiritual needs we we all have our understanding and our faiths are very, very different. Someone will say, you know, a, a religious, religious, spiritual journey. Another person, like you were saying, that they will talk about their ancestors. How then do you actually identify exactly which route to take? And how how is the how do you marry the, you know,
1: the different religions or the different beliefs? What What is important is for whoever is going to provide spiritual care to be trained. I think for me that's the basis, so that they understand palliative care, they understand uh, spiritual care, that it goes beyond religion. In Western countries, they would emphasize that spiritual care is not religion. Yes, we understand that, but what's important is that most people would express their spirituality through religion. So, doctors would ask patients questions when they come and see them. So, People who are doing spiritual care must also ask patient-specific questions that will be able to help them identify the spiritual needs or religious needs of their patients. So there are tools that are available. Most of them, unfortunately, have been developed in the Western world. So what we are trying to do now is to try and contextualize this for our setting. Let me give an example. We don't have tools that, that talk to ancestral beliefs globally but we know that our patients here would have an answer for some need. So we adapt what is available in the Western world, and then we are still going to um, try and validate, because the research is very uh, specific. We will then have to then validate. This is what we can, when you ask these questions, most of the patients will be able to give you their challenges. And then after you have been able to identify those challenges, Interventions can then be given to the patients based on the need. In some cases, for instance, if a patient says, I need a traditional healer, and the person who is trained is not able to provide that particular intervention, then they will have to refer because we, we work as a multidisciplinary team. But the part that is key is that whoever is if within the healthcare system, the same as nurses and doctors cannot segregate we, those people are trained in such a way that they have to address and help everyone and then they say well they are not able to help when they know that this is not my expertise or this is not my skill so we are hoping that the government itself will be able to then say to us can you then train broadly so that they are able to incorporate spiritual care as a component of Um, the whole healthcare system. This was specific for palliative care. And the palliative care policy actually says that healthcare system should be able to support patients on this very important component. There is a presidential health compact that was developed in 2019 is under review now. And in that um, compact, we have then put in recommendations to say we we need spiritual care guidelines so that people don't come into health facilities and do as they please. And we are also saying they also need to be trained. We also need to develop competencies for them to be able. We we know that, okay, at this level, the the basic, this is what they're supposed to do. And we will probably then develop training that will be able to then give us specialists in this particular area. Mm.
0: And how is it, this is quite fascinating where, you know, it says that, you know, in, in the research, patients who received uh, the religious or spiritual care had less mm. physical pain. Is it a psychological mm. thing?
1: How is it explainable? Uh, we, luckily, as I say, when, when we see patients, we, as we take history, we will then quantify the pain based on the, what the patient is saying. In our setting, we use um, a scale of 1 to 0 to 5. So if a patient says to you, my pain is 4, you know that it's it's a severe pain, right? It's very severe. So we this is what we did for our patients. This is physical pain. So as they receive intervention, spiritual care intervention, what we were then able to do is compare patients who receive spiritual care and those who did not receive spiritual care. Mm -hmm. And what we then found, because research is very specific, you need to confirm or prove that uh, scientifically the pain has dropped significantly. So when we did the comparison i actually think we were not sure what we were going to get we just we just intervened and then we measured before first time the patient came and the last visit when the patient um just before the patient died and we were then shocked to find that pain has actually dropped significantly. some of the findings that we had um let me give another example there's a question we ask our patients whether they are they feel that their life is worthwhile remember these are stage four cancer patients, they're almost dying. And most of our patients were saying at baseline, their life is worthwhile. Those who received spiritual care were able to say before they died, my life is still worthwhile. Those who did not receive spiritual care actually dropped and they felt that their life was not worthwhile. Mm. So there's a lot of benefit that we are seeing from this. So there's a need for a lot of research that we need to be able to, to do to show the benefits.
0: Well, uh, Doctor, thank you so much for sharing. This is quite insightful. And, um, uh Next time, hopefully, when we have another conversation, I don't know, maybe the research will have even grown or expanded just a little bit more. But this is really interesting findings. Thank you so much for joining us on Jetset Breakfast. That's Dr. Mpo Ratsikana Moloko, lead researcher at Center for Palliative Care in the Faculty of Health Sciences at at Wits University. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Let's find out. And bye-bye for now.